0: And it's time for the weekly Q&A that we call Splunk Talk. Episode number 69, recorded Thursday, October 10th, 2013. The Walking Dead. It has been quite a while, quite a hiatus, but Splunk Talk is back. New season, new host, new product. Let's get it started. I gotta have more cowbells. Splunk Talk, fighting
1: answers without a doubt. Splunk Talk, we'll help you figure it out. Splunk Talk, fact, the whole world about Splunk Talk. Splunk
0: Talk. All right, we're back with Splunk Talk. We're actually back. It's been a while. Uh, it's been almost a year. And we had Splunk User Conference recently in the first part of October, and we got many folks come up to me saying, Wild, what's the deal? Where's Splunk Talk? Wild, what's the deal? Where's Splunk Talk? Wait. You're following me. There are, are there users on? That's not a user. That's a hook. No, no. This is this that's, is me. I'm I'm New Guy. New guy. Not Maverick. New Maverick? No. Right. Not Maverick. Mm, not Maverick. New guy. Hal Rotenberg. New guy. Not new guy. Podcast. Well, no, I mean star. Just new to the podcast. New guy. New. Yeah. Okay.
1: Hal Rotenberg. Welcome. Thank you.
0: Thank you. It's it's yeah. great to have you a part of this
1: production. At least if we well, continue I've, I've it. Bug, you know. Bugging you to, to help with the podcast for a long time. So I'm you glad have. that it's finally happening.
0: Yeah, Wild needs motivation and he needs yes. to be prodded. Well, it's only Stuff. been a year. <laughs> you have to prod me for a year, really, yeah. before I think you're serious. So tell us about yourself, Mr. Okay, Rogan. sure.
1: I've yeah. uh, been, been at the company a year and a half or so, um, worked at a lot of. Um, Large enterprises uh, in uh, monitoring systems engineering, uh, Windows, VMware background. Uh, didn't know Splunk before I came here. Uh, now I work in the business development group uh, in our labs department. So my job is to like make integrations between Splunk and our partners. So I get to mess with a lot of cool stuff. Do you have a lab coat? I don't. I okay. don't. I, I wear th- T-shirts and uh, shorts.
0: I think you need a lab coat and uh, some sort of boiling beakers and boiling flasks or yeah, I something could, I could probably work that colors out. you know Photoshop. Yeah. Um, my name is Michael Wilde and I work for Splunk just like our good friend Hal I live in Austin Texas and if you know me from uh, the past couple of years of podcasting uh, there's usually at some point in time a mention of some sort of barbecuing however I'm sorry to apologize I've gone vegan for three months it's so crazy
1: you are not serious.
0: You know I am. It's it's. We'll get into it later. We'll okay. get into, we'll okay. get into we'll that save, part save later. That. But well, there, uh, there uh, actually uh, is
1: cool Splunk to stuff to talk about. Splunk Talk.
0: So if you're new to this show, uh, not Hal, but the no, folks uh, yeah, that listen, I gotcha. uh, we usually this the Splunk Talk is um, uh, a podcast that is pretty technical. So we usually do a question and answer segment. And uh, Hal's going to talk a little bit later about how you ask us and answer questions. We have some new cool ideas. We mm-hmm. do Q&A. Um, we'll, we'll let you know about the upcoming events that are happening in, uh, in Splunk, uh, in Splunk's worlds, and what did we learn this week, and a few other, few other things. But we would like to start this one out a little bit different because we had Splunk's user conference, which was fun. Did you have fun there, Hal? Yeah, I did.
1: It was actually my, my first one because I missed it last year.
0: Okay, the headache is, is finally subsided from all the Vegas, at all. Is
1: yes. A, okay, yes. Good. Uh, a couple of days later.
0: Hydrate, hydrate. Um, mm-hmm. and we had a new product come out, and we had a whole bunch of new things come out. We call uh Splunk 6, and let's chat a little bit about what you thought was cool about Splunk 6, what you liked about it, and, sure, uh, sure. and all that, and we and then we'll do some Q&A.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's Splunk Enterprise 6. Don't forget, there's another. There's another Splunk. No cloud. way. Yes yeah, way. Well, the okay. um, the Splunk Storm mm. product project is now transitioned to free only. So if you want to do your platform as a service, send your logs to Splunk. You can do that with Splunk Storm. I want to say it's like a 20 gig um, is your limit on on the stuff you store. But if if your needs are greater than that, Splunk Cloud is the um, software as a service where we will run your splunk enterprise instance for you and that was announced last week as uh it's it's available now
0: storm is completely free now
1: correct that's awesome which is yeah it is yeah so so you know developer who wants to play around get you know work on their app you know send debugging stuff you could do that right now for free you know 20 gig limit
0: yeah, or you maybe you uh, want to use Splunk, and you've got a couple of routers at home that you want to just want to index the data or or some kind of stuff. It's not a bad place to put it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, twenty gigs, which is yep. good. But
1: the the big the big announcement at uh, conference um, was that um, uh, Brian Bing of course of course uh, has the uh, he's splunking uh, his beer, beer brewing. That was cool. Yeah, I I didn't make it to his session, but uh, I just thought it was funny that the that Godfrey mentioned that before Splunk six.
0: You know, you just you gotta get right yeah.
1: You gotta get We up. are a fun company. Yes,
0: we are a fun company. And, you know, we've got ponies. And uh if you want to know the story about the pony, just go to blogs.splunk.com dot com slash Amrit. A-m-r-i-t. Amrit. Yeah, it's a M R I T A M R I T Amrit
1: It's like Trans Amrit. Trans Amrit.
0: Uh he's one of the early engineers at Splunk and he wrote a cool story about the pony that you might see around with Splunk, but but Splunk
1: 6, new features. Yes. There is a lot of cool Six. stuff. Um, data you, model. How do you find tables? out about new features in Splunk 6? Well, you, um, you there's know, two ways. You know the you answer could, to this? You, well, you could uh, start Splunk and log in for the first time, and it will show you. I'm
0: putting them on the spot.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: That's quite... That's Was a, that the correct answer? N- that You know what? Both the answers are correct. Because uh, <laughs> what Hal is saying that there's a really cool splash screen in Splunk 6 now that has a big overview of the features as well. Um, but if you, go to the, if you go to download, as you should, download Splunk 6. Mm-hmm. And just click on the release notes. And the release notes basically uh, go to meet Splunk Enterprise 6, and it has all the new features that are
1: there. It's also like a marketing-facing uh, page. You know, the, the one with the, the pretty and the screenshots. and Totally yeah I mean you know so it just depends on your audience. You
0: should go to the release notes anyways as there are uh updates on the new stuff um some recommendations on upgrading from a previous version uh and some tips and obviously then you're in the docs and you
1: can you know yeah so what Dips, do you like tricks. what do you what, what um, what's the
0: cool what okay so what what what's worth talking about about Splunk six
1: okay well i'll t- I'll tell it okay. to you this way i you know, I had, I had to work at the conference, you know, a staffing booth and stuff like that. So right. I didn't get to attend a whole lot of sessions. The one that I thought was most important to me that I was sure to uh, attend a session on, basically, was uh, the one about data models, mm-hmm. how to create them, what you get with pivot tables. So I'll, I'll kind of lay that out for people and tell you why I think it's important. Um, so you already know that you can use Splunk to apply meaning to unstructured data at search time. The concept of data model is to enable um, enable people to do that without typing any any search commands. Hmm. So it's it's kind of yeah Ah, yeah. I mean exactly. You know business people. uh, You know analysts. So you're going to. um, It's sort of like I mean essentially it ends up looking like a schema. So you're applying some structure. You're kind of uh, you know some drag and drop. You can and you can do this. You know, you know, Smunk will walk you through it. You can enter in a search and it'll, you know, let you to pick, pick things. And so, but it walks you through this creation of a data model. And by the end of it, what you have is this schema that's applied uh, to whatever set of data, uh, you know, source type or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you can store this and then you can build pivots on top of them. So and pivot is what um, I mean. I'll make the Excel analogy. If if you've ever used a pivot table in Excel, that's the kind of action that you'll get now in Splunk. You know, with you know, it's on top of that structure that you just built in the data model. So it makes everything reusable. It makes it accessible to a whole new audience of people. So it's it's really cool stuff. And and what what I mean I'm I'm in the application development community. So I'm going to be doing a lot of work there to, you know, make sure that I'm making data models and pivots first. And then the dashboards will be like the last thing that I do because the dashboards will basically be, uh, you know, pull up this report that's based on a pivot and then insert that into a dashboard panel. And then anybody can, if they want to use that in in their own app, you know, they can do that because it's published as this modular reusable reusable block that's what
0: i got yeah i would agree the data model is cool because it allows you to filter and enforce restrictions and transform things so you know if you put yourself in the mind of the search app right you're seeing all the raw data and you see the fields on the left-hand side if you if they're all extracted okay right and you know let's say if you were just looking at web logs well the web logs have successes and failures in them they have html pages and and uh, JPEGs in them as a result of the logs, and if you wanted to, um, if you wanted to maybe do a report on web analytics as an example, you you would want a page view, right? Well, in the search app, you would have to likely write a big if uh, a, a search command or mm-hmm. a, a search string that you know knotted out this, knotted out that, added in this and that, and then you'd have the raw events. Uh, But if you needed to transform them in some way, for example, turn all of the uh, HTTP uh, error codes or access codes into text, okay? You you could do that. That's called a a lookup. It's still a lookup. And maybe you wanted to also geolocate the IPs, okay? You can do that with a bunch more pipes. And then you wanted to rename the fields to something like, um, you know, web address, instead of URI or URL. Yeah, and something it, meaningful. It would be, yeah, meaningful is a good word. It, it would be um, far more complex uh, than, uh, let's say, um, an analyst would be interested in doing, although some might. And it's not very reusable. If you were to just save all of this, you could have a saved search, whereas a data model allows us to uh, bring data in, uh, enforce constraints or restrictions on it, like it must be of this event type and it can't have JPEG and it can't have PNG and it must not be JavaScript and it must be JSP or ASP, all of these things. Mm -hmm. To fill up the data. And then you also might not want all the fields to be be available to your user. Maybe you want seven or eight fields available and a few other things. And to be able to give someone that object, potentially share it with other Splunk users, which we've been asking for for a long time and hopefully we can deliver. And then, you know, and I like, I never really used pivot tables in Excel. Um, And and I actually think pivot tables in Excel are a little harder to use than this because um, I had someone say to me, um, a lot of times when I use a pivot table, I pull in the wrong set of data or it's older, or Mm -hmm. I can't change the data that's coming in really easy. Whereas Splunk, you have access to it all. But ultimately, like Hal said, when you open up a data model and use the the tool that we have called Pivot, uh, you end up being able to make a table really fast and then transform it into um, other types of visualizations. I think it's a way faster way to build dashboards for me. I'd rather use that than like, yeah. you know, what well, you... you well, speak, speak, speaking yeah.
1: of fast, you can also accelerate a data model. Oh, What's that about? So, have we, it's been a while since the last podcast. Have we even talked about uh, TSIDX stuff?
0: Probably not.
1: Okay. So, it's not, you know, it's not even called that anymore. So, high performance analytics store. Uh, This shipped in version five. Uh, It's matured in version six. Uh, Now it's easier to use. Now it's better. Um, The data's stored in the right place and such. But what this is, is basically adding a, it's a new method of storing your data such that the results come back much, much, much more quickly. Um, I, I think there, there are constraints on how it's used, but but when you make a data model, you can basically check this box, and you'll you'll find that the results are going to be accelerated. Um, oh, I mean, it's it's very dramatic. Uh, you know, like hundred times, thousand times, ten thousand times faster. That type of thing.
0: Yeah, if you are a data geek, uh, Splunk, that high performance analytics store is what we. Database geeks called a column data store, and it's extremely yes. fast. Thank it's you. it's uh, it's it's far faster than summary indexing, which is itself far faster than dealing with the raw data. So it's it's just like Hal said; it's sort of just taken care of for you.
1: Would you say it it um uh, totally deprecates summary indexing or not at this point? I I don't understand the full f- aspect of that.
0: I don't know. I think there are still some uses for. Uh, summary indexing.
1: Well, that's something we should probably yeah. drill into in another episode.
0: You know, s- someone should ask this on Splunk Answers.
1: I don't know. Hey, there's a new web framework, so customizing this stuff is uh, possible.
0: Yeah, it's actually pretty kick-ass. Um, here's one thing I like before we head into Q&A. There are maps in Splunk now. So you Built-in. V- yeah, they're built-in. Uh, you might have used the Google Maps uh, app, which was pretty cool. But there's also native maps built into Splunk that allows you to put uh, a panel on your page, drive it by a search, control a bunch of other things I- in it, and it's all nice and really well-integrated. And uh, it's, it's quite cool. It's not where you can... It's not as gooey as I wish it was, but it's very, very simple to drop a map um, panel on a... Uh... Are you some kind of a hater? No, I'm not a hater. I'm just lazy.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Actually, yeah. I am a uh, a lazy type of person, but I, I, I do want it all done for me. Cool. All
0: right. Speaking of doing it for you, um, we have questions. We need to do some questions. Yes.
1: Yeah, so this is the segment of the show where we will look for uh, questions, you know, coming from people, and we will answer them live. Well, it's recorded live, and then it's you know you hear it after fact. So it's actually not live. Right. Uh, although th- live would be cool. I think we should get to live at some point.
0: You know what? Uh... Right, F it. We'll do it live.
1: Okay, okay. so maybe maybe next podcast. This this actually is podcast live after. right
0: now. I'm alive. So. Splunk Talk. blown. Okay.
1: So if you have questions that you want us to talk about mm-hmm. on the show, what you can do is you can ask your question on answersplunk.com. That you you know you already you guys already use the site, right? So tag your question with Splunk Talk.
0: That's it. That's cool. Tag it and with we will
1: Splunk. review it. You know, as we're as it comes into recording time, and we'll. We'll pick cool ones, and we'll answer them live. So here's the first one. Okay. I have a question for you, Michael Wild. Okay. Hit me. Splunk 6 search head. Can you do it on top of 5? Yes, you can. I have I have indexers that are version 5. What do I do?
0: Yes, that's it. Boom, question answered. Now, so here's the deal. I was out to dinner last week with a customer, and they said, should we go? We're on Splunk five something, and, well, should we go to the Splunk 6.0 release? Because we never deploy .0. I said, mm-hmm. "Well, you know, if you're, if you're religious about that, if you're, you're a wuss." You know, yeah. Like I said, I'm YOLO Splunk six, but um, it's reasonable because uh, in the past, often when there's a major version, customers will wait to the .one release. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's, there's really not much of a difference between the build prior to the .o and the .one release. It's just a matter of what's being fixed and what's being addressed. And that's why you look at the release notes. However, if you, again, don't want to upgrade and it's going to take you a while, you should try out Splunk 6. How do you try out Splunk 6? One way you could do that is, you know, maybe you could so do it. you we're talking about a
1: way to minimize risk and, and change in a production environment while still being able to benefit from new stuff. Correct.
0: Uh, a, a lot of times I see customers don't even know about new versions of, the, of things that are happening uh, in Splunk because they... Look at their environment, which might be large and and quite distributed and say, oh, my God, I have to upgrade all of this stuff and I don't have time for it. It's It's going to be a project. It's going to be a project and uh, change requests and da, 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 da. Right. And, And you don't really know how great said new product is. You probably have a, you know, if you're a distributed customer, even if you're not, you might understand the concept of a search head. It's just a copy of Splunk that is sort of configured to search another another machine.
1: You Distributed
0: search. Distributed search. Um, I actually recommend people install a copy of Splunk on their laptop and wire it into their production indexers if they have access to it. Why? Because then... Your laptop is as powerful as servers we had three, four years ago. And no one else is using it. And you can use the command line uh, on Splunk uh, from your own laptop. But give it a try. You could give it a try on your own laptop. Maybe install Splunk 6 on a VM. And set it up and using the distributed search feature. Hook it into your production indexers. However, there is one caveat And this is documented. It's in... um,
1: I mean, we do test this scenario. Yeah. Extensively.
0: We test the scenario. But there are some new features. Uh, There's a lot of new features that Hal's been talking about as well, like the analytics store and a few other things. There's some features uh, that are set up on the 6.0 indexers that don't exist in the 5 world. Things in the 5 world, uh, some of them might work differently in 6. So if you have a 6.0 search head, And you have 5.0 indexers. Um, There is a setting that one needs to apply on their um, 6.0 search head. Uh, It's in a file that we call limits.conf. You can. It's somewhere on your. It's easy Mm -hmm. to find. Etsy system. Etsy system local. And it's basically just a setting. We'll we'll post a link to it that says remote timeline fetch all equals false. So you have to tell the search head. Don't do some things that you normally do because there's 5.0 indexers down there. Will it hurt things? No, it'll just make the search slower if you don't disable this particular feature. But you can, uh, it takes a two-minute config file edit on your, maybe the search head running on your laptop, and you should be able to get an idea what the experience of Splunk 6 is, show your friends and coworkers, and then make a decision on uh, when you want to upgrade build a
1: business case, and all that boring stuff. Or
0: just uh, deploy it. Just stick it out there, deploy it. YOLO. Do it. Yeah, do it.
1: Well, I mean, sometimes, you know, you've got departmental instances where it's not going to be a big deal, but you still want to test it. So this is an easy way to test it.
0: Agree. And this would be one that you would want to test, especially with the feature that that Hal spent some time talking about, Pivot, because it is kind of a game changer in the way that Splunk works. And there's so much there in 6.0 and part of being a customer um you get the upgrade for free so you know we've been working really hard for you give it a shot all right i got a question Question okay speaking of splunk six uh is the snmp modular input the thing that lets you uh, get data from snmp agents is that modular input compatible with splunk numero six what say you
1: I'm, i'm glad you asked this question um so f- I'll back up a little bit and uh, tell you what the SNMP module input does, how it works, just a tiny little bit. Um, and if you guys are interested in, in more, just let us know. So um, on the apps.splunk.com website, there is now a, a checkbox. Uh, you know, is, is your app compatible with version 6? The box is not checked yet on the SNMP module input. So that's the that's the answer. Right right now, as of this moment, no, it's not yet uh, officially up there you know on the app site. Um, so the SNMP modular input what it does briefly is it lets you pull, um, pull SNMP devices. It lets you uh, receive traps. Uh, you can um, you know specify the OIDs that you're going to look for. There's a, there's a lot of stuff uh, that you can do. It's pretty cool. Um, so you know it's an easy way to get a new source of data into Splunk and uh, you should definitely check it out. Uh, the However there are several projects inside of Splunk that depend on the SNMP module input. So, therefore, we are definitely going to be ensuring that it's fully compatible with 6. So that's going to happen real soon. We're working through some testing of it right now, a couple different uh, folks within the company. Uh, so, you know, because we're working with it also, you know, uh, it's it's definitely going to, we're going to need it in 6. So uh, you will be able to benefit, certainly.
0: And do you remember. So, oh, I almost oh, forgot. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Don't forget go to the apps listing for any app you can do this for any app and click the subscribe button so for example you know go to uh, S M P modular input on apps.splunk.com and click the subscribe button and then you'll be notified if a new version is uploaded and uh, this one in particular it's, re- it's released on, on github as open source so if you want to check out the code uh, you know, make modifications to it you know you can do that too and, and we'll accept um, pull requests.
0: And really, it's a data input, so it, it actually doesn't have to run on Splunk 6. I built one for DataSift, which is a social data mm-hmm. provider partner of ours, and I'm having some issue with it. Um, when you enter some fields in the, f- in the form to, to, to wire it up, it's just not working. Okay? Um, I'm working on f- uh, fixing it as, as you guys are working on yours, mm-hmm. but there's no reason it has to run on Splunk 6. There, there's a Splunk 5 uh, for, for one of the projects we did at a uh, Splunk uh, conference. We just set up a copy of Splunk, another copy of Splunk on our indexer. That was yeah. Splunk 5. It became a heavy forwarder. I installed the modular input on it, and boom, there mm-hmm. you're done. So just because yeah, so you're you, in a Splunk You can't do a, a
1: can universal forwarder right. um, because it doesn't have Python. Correct. But you could easily do a, a light forwarder. Yeah, it's really the same. It doesn't have to thing. be heavy, um, but yeah, full install of Splunk, turn it into a heavier light or or what have you, and then um, yeah, you can install this and go.
0: Yeah, I and mean, you wouldn't necessarily have to wait until Hal's Hal and his team are finished with the SNMP, because really all that's doing is collecting data, and and you probably have a lot of things out there to collect data. So yeah, uh, there we go. Unnatural. So natural what pause. is next? What's next? All right, uh, we have we what's coming up next where w- splunk we had user conference but what what well, we just did that yeah y- y- y'all are around the world um there's a lot of activities going on where either splunk is at for other technologies that you you might be using um we're actually
1: everywhere yeah well we're everywhere well this week i mean by the time people listen to the podcast it will no longer be as relevant but it might be interesting to know uh netapp insight we're doing a lot of work with netapp um so we've got a booth there there's a cybersecurity symposium this week uh, in Sacramento. But uh, what, what about what's coming up you know, in the future? People can, can find us.
0: Yeah, if you go to Splunk.com slash page slash events or just Google Splunk events, um, there are, we have this cool event. It's a marketing event, but don't get scared away. Um, it's called Splunk Live. And we do these, it seems like we're doing them every quarter in different geographies around the world in a city that might be local to yours. And Splunk Live is, it, it's its for new, it's for uh, folks that we'd like to uh, introduce Splunk to and for existing customers.
1: It's free. Well, it's free, right? So yeah. free education about Splunk, free networking with peers. Free food, probably. Free food, yep, breakfast and lunch. Uh, uh, I've experienced this personally. <laughs> probably get a Splunk t-shirt or
0: and joke around with the people and also you're going to be around employees and probably some technical ones if you're a user so there's a good chance you can grab somebody by the arm and ask them a hard question but mm-hmm. we've got a couple of these coming up in october uh in uh in south africa we've got uh so we got johannesburg,
1: johannesburg
0: and uh or is it Jayburg? They call it Jayburg? i would call it jburg if i lived there but okay. i don't all right i don't so in johannesburg on the 15th of october the same day, you're probably not going to be able to make both of these. Probably not. The same day, there's one in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Uh, and then back down, two days later, one in Cape Town. So, uh, you know, if you're in South Africa... I, you could you could make it. You could become Just like a million it. miler in two days. <laughs> and then there are user groups that happen. There's a user group in Toronto on October 17th. Uh, and, and you listeners should consider getting together with some of the folks that are in your town and forming a user group that we have some tools to do that. they they
1: pop up everywhere um in my area in atlanta one just opened up um and we had our first meeting oh, about a month ago
0: that's it's usually pretty good yeah
1: yeah so so splunk live is delivered by splunk free education and all food the user groups are going to be you know put together by every you know folks in your area and you know driven by what you want to do and um we we like to list these on the events page they're there's a bunch of other stuff coming out uh, too so definitely go check out the event page to see w- where else splunk is yeah if you didn't have a chance to make it to conf you can you can still engage with us uh we will be coming to a city near you soon
0: yeah and think about user conference next year um it's a year from now but i you know if you're a splunk user this would be the one that you'd want to save up and even spend your own cash if your management won't send you to it because it's incredibly useful the networking is great you learn so much it's yeah, Vegas, very dense. you know, and mm-hmm. and it's it's great. So. All right. A lot of stuff coming up. Uh, a lot of things, a lot of things happening. All right. Uh, last thing. What did we learn this week? What did we learn this week?
1: Well, I was going to ask you, what did you learn right. this week,
0: Michael? So we usually do a segment on here called what did we learn this week, which does not necessarily have to be something Splunk related. Sometimes I will share barbecue tips. Um, and, uh, or often it's something that we learned about Splunk that we just didn't have
1: time to talk. I learn new stuff every day, so that's easy to to learn something new about Splunk.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I learn something new basically every 14 days, so hopefully... You don't
1: want to think about ramping that up. Yeah,
0: I should. You know what? Everyone's got to have goals. Really? You got to have mm-hmm. goals. Uh, okay, so this is going to be, this is going to be great because most people that will hear this will go wild, you are an idiot. <laughs> Which is act- I, I am actually true. Okay, so uh, it is Nova. Is it October? It's October in Austin, and it's a, a in the eighties. Gonna be in about eighties today. So we're still. I'm still grilling. Matter of fact, I yeah. I grill all the time. Uh, yeah. Although, despite having taken a break from meat for a couple of yeah, months, I was, I
1: was, yeah, what's never mind.
0: That's you know that's for another episode. But just because I'm not eating meat for three months, that doesn't mean that I'm not grilling because there's other people that need. Uh, protein so i have a weber grill i i moved uh last year and uh, to a different house and the previous house that i was at i, I did this really awesome built-in grill thing infrared burner great mm-hmm. right and the new house that i moved at didn't didn't have this in and a friend of mine's like a weber expert so i figured i'm gonna start weber grilling and i really love it like i really love cooking with wood and charcoal You know, bought myself a Weber grill last year from Home Depot and all of that. And for a year, (laughs) for a year, when I would take off the lid, I would just set it on the ground. And then my friend uh, who works at Schwab came over and he was managing my grill and he basically picked up the lid and just slid it off. And there's a little hook underneath there there's a little hook underneath wow. there that allows you to play a little grill on. The yeah. this would probably been obvious for someone who would have read the directions which I'm not no, I am notorious for not doing mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> you can uh, and and that's a safe thing to do is to keep that hot thing off the ground where your kids can get at it or your own foot so there you go that's what I learned this week
1: so that's uh, you're a dumbass okay I but, am but um,
0: but you know what? But I'm a lovable dumbass. I'll
1: just have to trust your wife <laughs> on that. Um, anyway, uh, let me tell you what what I learned right. uh, very recently. So, I, I like to you know r- relax, chill out, uh, wind down before going to sleep. And one of the things that I do is read Reddit. You know, and, and red, it's, red re- so read read so it. You read Reddit? Or you, I read Reddit. I okay. read it. Okay. Read it. I mean, I I call it Reddit. Do you call it read it?
0: No, but if you read it, are you, did did you read it or did you read it?
1: I read it. I think okay. I would Reddit. read it. Yeah, yeah, read it. What's Reddit? So w- one of the things that happened to me the other night, so you got to be careful on on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's some scary stuff. There's some gross stuff. There's some really weird people on the internet. And um, yoga pants. I clicked on this. Well, you 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 feel free to talk <laughs> about yoga pants. This was um one of those uh it, I think it was tag science or something and it was something about parasites and I started you know reading it was like oh you know look all these gross and weird behaviors you know this this fungus you know causes an ant you know controls the behavior of the ant and you know the I'm not going to go into too much detail here but and then somebody replied in the comment and said oh yeah toxoplasmosis can do that to humans <laughs> and so I have a toxoplasmosis infection that I got when I was two, and it caused partial blindness. And and now I'm thinking, okay, so now I have a parasite in my head that is going to cause me to, uh, you know, climb a tree or, you know, I don't know what. So now, I mean, I was about to go to sleep, and now I can't go to sleep. Now I must research to know exactly what the hell this guy was talking about. So, you know, I, I basically spent the next 15 minutes, you know, uh comforting myself, you know, by learning about this that, that I was not going to imminently you know go insane um because of this thing that happened, you know, to me 30 some odd years ago. So I, I just want to advise everybody be careful when you read Reddit before bedtime. Wow. Yeah. This
0: is, you know what I could repeat everything you said and that would be the what did I learn this week for this week.
1: There you go. Maybe that's I'll, I told but, you would, wow. you would learn it live with everyone else. Wow, it was going to be a story.
0: Wow. I feel closer so to you That's
1: my now. story. <laughs> I'm glad uh, Glad yeah. you're in Austin and I'm in Atlanta. You're right.
0: All right. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Splunk Talk. We'll be back
1: uh, next We week. will be doing more of these we'll be doing in the future, things. very near.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, okay, one more thing. How do you get a hold of us? You have suggestions for the podcast. Uh, please email splunk talk at splunk dot com. And as far as asking questions on answers, what the, what should they do again?
1: Well, do do we have a tweeter?
0: We do. Twitter dot com slash
1: splunk talk. Cool. Do that as well. I learned something today as well. I'm uh, sure that I follow that tweet. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so you could also, you know, send us uh, me- mention us on, on Twitter. So the, yeah, the answers thing—just tag your question with Splunk Talk, and then next time we sit down to record a show, we will uh, check out that list and look at cool things, and uh, you know, we'll we'll pick some of them to to discuss live on the show.
0: And I'm gonna take this—the the link to this podcast—and place it as a comment on the questions that we answered today, so that if someone maybe could run across it and
1: follow up, yeah, mm-hmm. follow up, and there
0: you go. Anyways, have a great. Damn, we sucks. all better watch out so now, now. because smoke because. is about to take over the world, one day to a